the term Einstein became appropriated by like high school kids. Like, oh, great move, Einstein. It's not even good anymore. <laughs> uh, thanks for predicting my Q4 yeah. sales results. Yeah, Einstein. well done, Einstein. Richard. Paul, you know we love to call out bullshit on this podcast. Ah, uh, do we? We we pulled back a little bit because we're like, hmm, we've got big client names now and we're we're actually very successful and we got to watch ourselves. But <laughs> we've applied some discipline, but you know what? I'm going to go back in the well here one more time here and and just call I want to call bullshit. Okay. You know, we often look at the big players in our world and that's that's usually driven by your Facebooks, Googles, all of those guys. Right? No, no, but also in our world world like you know, the guys like the big consulting firms and then and then you've got, you know, Gartner and Forrester give, coming out with their, with their, you know, hey, guys, Internet of Things. I, I love it. You know, Gartner has made billions of dollars from two lines. They just draw that, like, that little the XYX. cross line. Yeah. It's the world's dumbest tic-tac-toe game. And you just sort of like, yeah, all right, yeah. All right fine. Exactly. And, and uh, I want to touch on something that has been and continues to be a big part of how technologists and decision makers feel like they need to be on top of. And it turns out it's mostly bullshit. Wait, wait, wait. I don't even know. You're going to you're going to spring this on me. What subject are you talking about? I'm talking about AI and machine learning. <laughs> now, I'm not going to name names, but we've lifted the hood on some big big platforms at Postlight. We get called into some big places. Uh. And they say you should see our AI engine and tell us if we're we're doing it right. And it turns out it's just regular expressions. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. If you want to charge more for statistics, yeah. just call it machine learning. Yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely. Now here's what I'm getting at. There is such a thing as machine learning. There are some pretty wild things. You can make a cat look like, you know, Joe Piscopo. You can do all kinds of interesting things with machine learning. Frankly, once that's done, you, <laughs> you kind right. of have to wind it. Yeah. But I yeah. guess here's what I'm getting at. There is a pressure that exists for many businesses, businesses that aren't in technology. Uh, I'll give you an example. A big retailer has a CIO and probably has a CTO. And that retailer is constantly thinking about how to stay ahead. So let's let's give an example. Let's pick a re- uh, Target. Target's technology is huge. It's a huge undertaking. There's always Amazon breathing down your neck. You got to be on top of your shit, right? So Target has a CIO, a CTO. I don't know who this person is. Chief information officer, chief technology officer. These are people whose job it is to make sure that the tech is up to snuff. And there's the baseline, which is don't get hacked. Target went through an awful hack a few years ago. Absolutely devastating. Oh, it's a, you can literally just say the Target hack. The Target hack. It was a bad about. scene. Yeah. So, as a baseline, your chief security officer and your CIO, and the, you know, you got to make sure the thing is up and running, and not hacked, and fast, and works on all the phones, even old shitty phones. Right. That's the baseline. But then there's how do I, there's the, what, what I call the how do I get ahead mindset, right? And then what you have are a lot of whispers and they happen at conferences. They happen by Gardner and Forrester. They happen through product lines of big platforms. And they say, you got, this is the AI component you can add on. So this is every big new, every big platform now. So your, you know, your CRM systems or your ERP or whatever 
instead of saying, hey, we're going to make this really easy and fast to use, and we're going to also make a charting module that's super simple, uh, so you'll be able to get your work done and export it, and then you'll go home at the end of the day. Yeah. They don't say that. They say, we're going to cloud enable you with machine learning services. That's going to be predicting what you're going to do next. Uh, it knows yeah. what your customers are going to want to do. Look, I'm dispelling all this as if it's actually a sham. It's not a sham. But let me tell you what else is not a sham. Clippy was not a sham. I'm so glad it was Clippy. Like for a minute, I'm like, I know you really well, but I was like, whoa, this might be it. The rug might come on, out from under the whole damn thing. Now for the, those that are, that are that don't know what this is or are too young, Clippy was this helper that came in and when you're using Microsoft Office and it would come in, it would bounce for a second. If you did a formula bad in Excel, it would say, hey. Everybody knows Clippy because he shows up in memes. Shows up in which memes. Which is how the young That's right. communicate. That's right. Yeah. So I guess what I'm getting at is this. It isn't all a sham. As to whether it is actual intelligence of the artificial kind, let's keep our pants on here. It's not intelligence. But this it is, is a AI as a concept is just utterly cultural garbage. It, it doesn't have anything to do with technology. It's just like, it's machine learning and prediction and neural networks and so on. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I'm good at learning really boring stuff. Whew, boy, when you get in on this one, is, as you go further and further into this world, it's like, man, like, you know, the reinforcing network, which is why those people are making $900,000 a year, because the kind of brain that gets excited about machine learning is like 10 times worse than the kind of brain that gets excited about blockchain. Like just, and that already is just a, is a yeah, real and, and the point I'm trying to make is not to shit on this stuff. There's actual, it's er, very early days. People don't of realize there's it's a fun. lot to do. There's a ton to do. It's not, nothing is in actually intelligent yet. It's a lot of brute force computing. But what I want to get at is this, is that, hey, CIO, CTO. Jeff, hey, Jeff, and other Jeff. Diane. There's some Dianes out there. No, it's Jeff. That's no, Jeff. Here's the thing. You really want to leap ahead? Just clean up your thing. The amount of opportunity that sits on platforms, and I'm talking about platforms that are worth billions. Rich, just save your breath. Save your breath. I, I love you for saying this. It's nice. But just why wander around this particular wilderness? Because here's here's what's happening. While you're out, we're on our podcast. Hey, everybody. It's great. To, it's great you're here. A couple thousand of you. We love you. Write us an email. Hello, postlight.com. Here's where you are. You are in the wilderness. You are in the desert going, AI is a lie. There is one true God and it's user experience. Okay. You know who isn't in the wilderness with you? Deloitte. Deloitte is sitting there, a giant consulting firm with an army of consultants, and they are saying, we are going to use 360-enabled Salesforce AI to predict... Einstein. Exactly. It's called Einstein. Yeah, we're going to use Einstein. That's right. That was a brilliant branding move, calling it Einstein. It's like calling a dog Fido. No, so we're we're going to predict exactly how many you know cat collars you're going to want to sell, you're going to want to manufacture... In Q7, you're like, well, there isn't a Q7. You're like, well, we're still working that part out, right? That's that's where they are with this. So it's a tidal wave, and your CIO and your CTO, all they know, they, they can't fix anything at the scale that they're at a target. You can't, I don't think people understand this. You can become the CTO of Target. You can't fix anything. You can delegate to one of five direct reports that you'd like to see some better KPIs. You'd like them to set some metrics for other people that other people can use to set metrics. We love to shift from venting and complaining to real advice. You want to give a good piece of advice to a CTO or a CIO, especially a CIO. 
I mean, you know, often doesn't come from them. It often comes from the CEO. And what it is is this. I want my damn search results to be less than 10 seconds. Why is it taking 45 seconds? I've got 500 engineers. Why is it taking 45 seconds for search results to come up? First of all, 10 seconds is garbage. It should be like so it should be like a millisecond. I, mean, look, they, but regardless, I don't know what it's fine. rummaging through. This is not Google. Like it's it's a proprietary platform. Whatever it's doing. It's like our our customers are complaining. Why is it taking a minute for this page to load? Why is it taking 25 seconds for search results to come in? Ah, it needs more Einstein. Exact this is this is it, right? People think that new tech will fix the old. It's not the case. Oh, it just makes it worse. There is nothing nothing expires worse than rotten milk than old software software gets rickety and old and it's not fun and there's nothing to sell it's just cleanup make it fast you know what this is this is exactly the same as i remember talking to somebody i went to a little school upstate and it's real easy to get people give you money to build a building with their name on it mm. okay it's real hard to get money to pay for the janitor in that building. Just famous problem. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants the Paul Ford Memorial janitorial service closet. They want the Paul Ford Memorial house of computers, right? So for whatever, and I'm sure if you're out there going like, nah, man, I would never do that. Well, for whatever reason, when people get a lot of money, they like their name on things. So mm. put that aside for a sec. I feel that in some ways, this is the, the corporate leadership has the same damn problem, which is, I want to do the ML-enabled, super future-proof, exciting mega project. And then you come in and you go, yeah, but the basement is actually filled with live fish. It, the, the leak is so bad that there's like carp in there. We got to get the carp out and then we got to like dig with a shovel. And they're like, I, I, where's the failing? I don't where's do the failing? Because everyone wants the shiny new thing. So I can't, I can't entirely blame the technologists and the CIOs here. Like, how are you not turning to people and saying, we're losing customers because our salespeople can't demo the thing because it takes like a minute to load. It's embarrassing. It's bravery, man. It's bravery because what you have to do is literally turn to your whole org and say, this is all bad and you all have to do better. And uh, there's no way out except for going in and fixing what's wrong. And then they're going to turn to you and they're going to say, well, we can't because we invested in you know technology X and technology X last was support. The company that made technology X is gone and the replacement is going to cost $4 million. And now you're going to go spend $4 million on the same damn thing. And that's awful. Or you could plug in Einstein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or you can plug in. I say it's like a little animated guy with a big, looks like a bobblehead. Yeah, and he will predict your Q4 sales revenue. And mm. uh, woo, boy, that's that's some good stuff right there. But you know what? The CEO, you know where the CEO come used to be? It used to be the CFO, right? CEO doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. No, I know. So you say to the CEO, "I need four million dollars to get the carp out of the basement," and they're like, "Why are there carp in the basement?" Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple of things happening here. One is the CEOs feel like they have to be somewhat informed on the tech. They have to be, right? They have to ask the right questions and be informed. So like they can click it. They got to sign off on that budget. Yeah, I know, but that's Target's what tech they budget. sign off on that, that Gartner quadrant, man. That's right. That's right. And so, which is very forward looking. You know what's hurtful? Like I love, you know, not not love, but I have a, a tremendous respect at some level and fear for Google. Like Google is, I both fear and respect Google. Uh, it's a hell of an engineering org. You know, if you go to like Google websites for some of their services, like cloud services, they mention their their Gartner quadrant, 
And to me, that's like saying, for Google to say that we're in this Gardner quadrant, is like me saying that my third grade teacher thought I was a good writer. Like, it just feels like... <laughs> it's outer space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just very humbling. Like, just like, but they're like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we got to do it. We got to tell them that Gartner says we're good. And it's like, dude, you're Google. I use Google Docs every day. And you got to tell, you know, a carpeting company CTO that you really belong in that top right quadrant. And hell yeah, you do. Yeah. Because that's the misbegotten IT services enterprise shit world we live in. Yeah. Everybody is just swallowing that all the time. And then really you and I and Postlight shows up kind of when it's just what they can't take anymore. Right, like Deloitte didn't fix it. A lot of our opportunity lies in wading into the, the the problems, right? Wading into the challenges that an org is facing. We are strange in this way. First off, we're very value-driven, not time-driven. So our goal isn't to go and just infect your organization and stay there forever and never get out. Like our goal is to actually deliver value, not build time. That's, that's, that's part of our model. We're going to pull the wisdom teeth out, not make you lie there and be like, hey, what if we leave them in for a little bit longer, but just add some new teeth on top? Of yeah, them? exactly. Exactly. And that's a cultural thing. And it's something that, you know, uh, is sort of born out of kind of our, our approach to things, which isn't to, uh, we don't know what Gardner said this year or last year or the year before that. We don't know. Like we're very pragmatic about software. You know, what's funny though, is we're on the list now. I get calls from Gartner on a regular basis. They want to get us in there and I don't understand every, I've talked to them. I'm like, all right, well, let's see what Gartner has to say. Can't understand a word. Can't understand a single. They're like, Paul, you know, well, it's organizations of your size. And I'm like, okay, what size is that? Like, and I, you know, your scale that offer the things you offer. And we're, I'm like, what is that? Right? Like, they don't, <laughs> I can't, you know, though, let me just throw a curveball in here too. It's not just about selling the AI. What I do love is when they come to us with sunk costs and are like, can you fix this? This is often the post light. The critical post light moment is they come in, they're like, we spent $12 million. It's not good. And, and we're out of money. Yeah. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> yeah. And we're like, yeah. And it, it's always an awkward first conversation because you're like, I, I, you have to pay me money for services too. Like I can't fix that. Like, cause there's, there's actually a fundamental fantasy, which is like, is there any way that you could do this for free? Cause I spent all the money, but it was so much money. I got to have something to show for it, but it doesn't work. Oddly enough, that often is the beginning of the conversation. It often gets to that. You know, uh, I, I think for a lot of organizations, they know that a lot of it is some cost and some of it is a win here and there. Like that's part of the process in a way. But I think this is driven by a few things. And, and I, ultimately, I think the technologists on the floor are actually partly responsible for two reasons. One, technologists love to play with new shit. Okay. If you're telling them they get to mess with the new thing and they go to, to go into a, a new space, a new domain, they love the idea of it. So that's attractive though. So they're not going to shun that. Two, right. technologists are very defensive when it comes to you telling them that their child isn't uh, performing well enough. It, it, they gave birth <laughs> to the thing, right? Not only gave birth yeah. to they've been nurturing the thing and fixing it and refactoring it here and there for years. And all of a sudden you're coming to them. And this is why the non-technologist is so powerful in their signal, because they're coming in and saying, I, I hear you. I know it's hard. I know we have a lot of SKUs, but I need it to load in less than 10 seconds. And it's 45 right yeah, now. Yeah. Look, I mean, it's not just that you're saying, I don't like your child. You're actually saying, 
we're going to decommission your child and get a new child from a large cloud provider. Yeah. And what they'd rather do is say, it's often written off as like, technology is now moving forward. We must keep moving forward with it. It's like, no, wait a second. There's nothing cool about cleaning up the thing, right? There's nothing fun about it. We talked about this on a previous podcast, right? Which is just like the thing that that we do, we write five times as much, we provide probably five times as much functionality, especially like the API level per, I don't know, per week or per month of programmer time than we used to. Because what's happened in our industry is that everything has gotten so commoditized and standardized. And an example would be REST APIs or GraphQL uh, APIs backed by a database that don't need to scale to tens of millions, but might need to service like a million or 2 million people a year. That domain is pretty well established. It actually, it shouldn't take a lot of time to get something bootstrapped, get something usable. If you know what your data looks like, you should be able to get, slap something in front of your database and go to town pretty quick. But that idea that the thing, that A, the thing you used to do is actually the right thing and is still the thing that you should be doing today. Don't worry about AI and ML and all these new things. Yeah, get that. B, that should be really simple and fast and you should use a more fluid framework to do it. C, once you get all that uh, right and you get those queries down to one or two seconds and, you know, max even for the really big and complicated ones, now you can start to say, hey, what can we do with this data? You know, everybody's excited about AI and ML. Maybe I'll take that seminar, right? But that's six to eight months to bootstrap the more modern thing that works pretty much like the old one, but just doesn't suck as bad is time nobody wants to spend. Not only is it time nobody wants to spend, nobody else has said, this is what success is for you. What they're saying- yeah, that's a br- that's, that's, CEO's got to do it. CEO's got to do I think it comes from outside of, we do it because a lot of times yeah. our secret sauce is essentially wearing the hat of the business stakeholder and putting pressure on the tech side and cutting through bullshit, right? That's a lot of what no, we I mean, do. I literally, right before this, I was teaching a 90-minute seminar. I'm going to do three installments about how APIs work and what platform dynamics can do for a particular organization, right? And like your that. audience was non-technologists. No, just a, literally a class with slides, you know, with 12 people in attendance so that they could have a collective understanding mm-hmm. of you know, the point I'm making is that you can have more and more transactions and that that the cost goes down with more transactions instead of up. And that's pretty exciting. That's, that's, you know, just trying to get those ideas across. But it's so much easier to lump it all up and say, boy, if you don't know what's happening over here in ML, if you don't know what's happening in machine learning and artificial intelligence, you're going to get left behind. It is 1999 as far as you can tell. And that's Good consulting when you get them that anxious. And then you come in, you say, don't worry. I'm going to look at this. I got, a, I got an arrow and a box. You're, you're in luck. I, I think the other thing I'd add is this isn't about an either or. I mean, you can have your R&D group thinking about sort of this modern stuff and making sure my, my you know, Amazon Echo can actually order me uh, sunflower seeds, a bag of sunflower seeds. That's all great. Like, I, I think you can still continue to do that stuff. But what we see time and time again is how much neglect there is around the core thing because it functions. It's like an old boiler. Like it's just, it's heating yeah. the building. Leave it be. Yeah. Meanwhile, it makes this banging sound and every so often it bursts into flames and you got to just take the fire extinguisher out. So it's not good. It, there's eight, 18 inches of sludge. Yeah, yeah. You just boiler. don't want to deal. Yeah. So what we'd rather do is actually 
put in the sound system in the walls. <laughs> You'd rather spend the money there. You know, just to completely torture and ruin this metaphor, it's not the boiler. Switching out the boiler is okay. It's finding the good plumber. Then he's going to tell you more bad news. And like, what if you get ripped off? Yeah. You know, if you have a good plumber, you're kind of like, okay, I guess it's time for that new boiler. Mm-hmm. Unless you're really out of mm-hmm. money. But most people who own a house are probably, you know, and are going to have no, know that that cost is coming. You know, I got to say, shame on our fellow consultants, especially the really big firms that A, sell all kinds of bloat and B, it's shit. They actually deliver shit. They, they deliver more of the same shit. They don't know what it is either. They don't program. It's like systems architects who draw a lot of boxes. They didn't hack together some horrible website that went down under load because everybody, and, you know, and then everybody yelled at them on Twitter. Right. Like they're not motivated by that. They're motivated. They've been taught and they go to seminars and, you know, they're part of some division that is some company that got bought nine years ago and is now the strategic solutions provider for, you know, scalable internet architectures and multi-cloud tenant platforms. And you're just sort of like, you know, when you can't even list the division of the company, when you can't say the name of it in less than a minute, then how are you even going to get a solution? No, you're right. And the truth is, it all comes back to metrics. It comes down to the non-technologists. You could say it to a consulting firm and you could say it to your CIO and CTO. I need it to be less than three seconds, period. Like show that to me on a consistent just basis. Say, honestly, just say it. Let them freak yeah, out. Let them freak out and then let them push back and say, well, it's impossible. How is that impossible? The pet store's website across the street is less than two seconds. Well, you know what they're gonna. What I love then is then the, the answer is gonna be like, well, they use the Shopify API. Look, and, and you're gonna go, why don't we use the Shopify API? And it's like, well, we have security concerns. Yeah, exactly. It just goes around. And yeah, around. yeah. Well, no, our, our virtual private cloud won't allow us to use any external services. Why is that? Yeah, yeah. Right? And on and That's, on. And then you know, by the time you get to just pure acronyms, you know, you're starting to get close to the wire. So it's just like when they say HIPAA. Yeah. yeah. When they say, you know, if anybody says five nines, just just whatever. You got now, you know, you're getting you're getting down to the metal. I think this is fundamentally the piece of advice, which is if you're a non-technologist, right, you often get bullied and you often get obfuscated language to make it confusing and complicated. And you're being bullied by non-bullies. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst if, you're the, if you're the CEO, you're probably more likely to be the bully in this dynamic. <laughs> but so so you're literally it's all the kids that you used to throw stuff at in high school are now like <laughs> It's horrible. <laughs> and, I mean, it's horrible. The truth is, you're allowed to say, well, I want it. I don't care. Uh, why not? What do you mean it's very complicated? What do you mean it's going to be 10 million bucks? Why? 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 And you're allowed to don't say do that. It in, don't do it in the moment, though, because they will acronym you back and you'll look like an idiot because you won't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is as, true. What you do is you say, I need, I want to know why person X can do it in less than a second. And I want to plan I don't care what you have to do. I don't care if we have to start a new business. I want to plan for how we get there with this data. Nerds under threat spew acronyms. It's almost like a like a, like an octopus sprays ink, right? Like <laughs> just like you, you come at them and they just they just cloud the air mm. like an octopus. But if you come to them and you say, "I actually look, I know you've been trying to hold this thing together, but get me to a second per query." I think you can do it. Come back in a week with a plan. Yeah. Because I know you're the guy. You're, you're the people who have yeah. this. You're the ones who can do this. Nobody else can do this. Everybody else tells me it's impossible. But I, I think you're the one who's actually not going to bullshit mm. me. Don't come back with a plan. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I think and that's less adversarial. And I think going back full circle to AI and ML, it's like, how did we move on to the shiny new thing? 
when the fundamentals are busted. And I got to tell you, Paul, I mean, just, and it was blockchain. It was blockchain 18 months ago. Right. Exactly. And the truth is, am I recording? The, am I on blockchain meet with you right now recording this on my blockchain enabled audio program? No, I'm not. What a surprise, because that's what I was promised to close it out. I think it's worth highlighting that we go into some very, very big organizations. And it's incredible how much neglect we see in certain corners while they're looking at the shiny new thing. And that's real. I love when they reach out though and they're just like, I know this is probably the worst you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, the honesty. <laughs> yeah, like, you do appreciate the honesty. No. Yeah, but it's like, no, no trust yeah, me. It's seen. actually as bad where you are as it is anywhere else. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, we should tell people about our new Postlight's new AI platform. Yeah, exactly. Look, uh, you know, this sounded like uh, one long ad, but you know, uh, it's not meant as such. It's just, it's just what we're observing out in the world. Postlight. Well, no, it is. It, it it is. Let's be let's be clear. It it, is. In a way, it is. Um, but you know, a lot of times, look, the conversations. That's where it ends, and we don't. They don't become clients of ours. But we we actually pride ourselves in giving like kind of plain English advice about stuff this is not it's not an ad because this is the conversation we have with people all the time that's right this is a conversation simulator we didn't give you any room to talk as a listener so that that's pretty accurate <laughs> and uh, we're <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if there's a point to take from this, right, it's that everybody actually has a surprisingly normal range of problems. And it's spackling wonderful new technologies on top of it. It's not a solution. It's just deferred. It's not even deferred maintenance. It's just more spackle. It's another thing you have to take care of. And it becomes costlier and costlier to take care of it. I mean, that's, that's the thing. Ultimately, this is about money. Somebody asked me today while I was teaching my API seminar, everything starts to rot, right? Like I, I keep reading about all these things that cost $50 million to fix and don't work. How do you do that? You know, how do you keep that from happening? And I'm like, you, you create as little as possible. You raise little and you focus, you really focus on getting your data right and then putting as light a layer in front of that data to manage as you possibly can. And let the database do all the work, let the cloud platforms do all the work. And you should be doing as little as possible. And you should be doing less each year, but still doing it. You should never turn your back on an API because it will jump out of the water like a shark and bite you. Check us out, postlight.com. We've got some great case studies in there. And what you'll see in them is a good amount of what we talked about, meaning pragmatism, good strategic thinking, great execution. Don't be afraid to hold others accountable. Put success metrics in front of people. Regular real world success metrics. Not, I must have this tech inside the walls. It's more like, this needs to be really fast and really easy to use. Like those are things you're allowed to say to this day. Be proud of your ignorance of implementation details, and but also spend more and more time learning about what is, there are really well understood metrics for good experience. That's what the CEOs should know. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right? It should be fast and usable and, and, and fluid and all those things. And then you ask about those. Don't ask about, and even seconds are, are like too long, right? Like it's, so yeah, go in there, figure that part out and then uh, put your foot down. Make better experiences, please. It's AI is not going to fix it. I'm going to go talk to my Amazon Echo and Google Home and Siri. Absolutely. All right, we're going to do it. We're going to figure this all out. Check us out on postlight.com and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. Bye.